Paul 70 yet? Oh, I bet he's over 70. Have you ever seen, by the way, have you ever seen... Um, 74. Oh, oh my God. Um, Daryl's house. They've got the... Oh, yeah. 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 Did you ever see the one he did with uh, Dirty Heads? No. Yeah, they uh, do uh, They do Rich Girl all together. For real? Yeah. It's pretty cool. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Stand by. If you say Candyman. I had, of course. How have we never spoken about this? Well, I think we have, actually. How do I not remember that? Yeah. <laughs> I probably wasn't that into the dirty Don't too far, cause you know it don't matter anyway. You can rely on your old man's money. You can rely on your old man's money. It's a bitch, girl. But it's gone too far, cause you know it don't matter anyway. That's cool. Daryl's 74. Man, you're so stuck up. Got a thousand dollar clutch. And your dad bought an iPad. It's green. It is done. Worry about the size. I can see it in your eyes. Oh, I love that. Uh, and, and the other interesting thing, if you read about it, it's supposedly an urban legend, but I don't really know. There's a song the Dirty Heads have called I Hear You Coming, and nobody knows who's singing the chorus, and it, it's... It is reported that it's that it's Daryl singing the chorus on that song on the Dirty Head song. Oh, I hear you coming, sexy. It's like sing like a choir. Yeah, check it out. All right, John's joints where John reads through some news stories underneath, which I will play lullaby versions of popular songs. You can guess them if you'd like when it's all over, and we're all going to learn a thing or three. John sending. Optograph laser vision has brought me 2020 vision. So Friday night I saw Revolution was my first concert with my new eyeballs and you know they're very big on their stage show. They've got all these lasers. My mind was just blown. I was just amazed at how clearly I was seeing, and it's because of Dr. Uptograph, the GOAT. I got my LASIK a little over two weeks ago, and things are going magnificently. I'm wearing sunglasses that I've never been able to wear before. My glasses aren't fogging up when I leave the house. No sticking my finger in my eyeball with contacts. And Dr. Uptograph, the third doctor ever to perform LASIK in the United States of America, the first to ever perform it in Asia, he's created and has patents on a lot of the technology ever. Every other doctor uses. So why not go with the best Dr. Uptograph? Right now they're offering $1,000 off LASIK and the consultations are free. So call 727-551-2020 or you can even book online www.lasik4me.com. Okay, so I've got a lot of audio today, so I'm going to rapid-fire some stuff at All you, right. okay? Uh, first and foremost, the Emmys were last night, and the headlines that are coming out of it, outside of the good stuff like Ted Lasso won a bunch and everybody's warm, you know, warm and fuzzy about that, is... The optics of all of these people being jammed into what looked like a very small space without any masks on. Now, I am I am somebody who, if I'm the person who doesn't really always want to wear a mask or I think that people shouldn't be told to wear a mask, I think it's counterproductive to also be the person calling others out for not wearing a mask. So when I see headlines on the Fox News of the world saying... American elites, you know, maskless. I'm like, well, what are you doing? Isn't that, isn't that what you want? Right. So maybe it's a double standard. Maybe it's not. But this moment from Seth Rogen, which I guess, according to what he's been saying afterwards, completely legit and thought that everybody was kind of misled on what the actual situation would be at the Emmys uh, in regards to whether or not it would be outdoors. Uh, here's Seth Rogen from the Emmys last night. Anyway, good to be here at the Emmy Awards. Let me start by saying there is way too many of us in this little room. What are we doing? They said this was outdoors. 
It's not. They lied to us. We're in a hermetically sealed tent right now. I would not have come to this. Why is there a roof? It's more important that we have three chandeliers than that we make sure we don't kill Eugene Levy tonight. Anyway. <laughs> ah, that's pretty good stuff. Yeah, that's so, clever. I mean, I'm not somebody who looks at it and isn't offended by any way, in any way, but it was kind of, it was just some surprising images that, yeah. that they would that they would do that, but hey, they live their life and I'll live mine. Uh, so the Gabby Petito, Brian Laundry situation, a very sad development uh, yesterday uh, as it was announced that a body was found in the Grand Teton National Park, uh, believed to be and announced to be the body of Gabby Petito. It, it, the we, weird kind of the way that they did it where they said DNA has not been done, but they started the entire press conference by saying condolences to the family through tattoos and other ways to identify her. Uh, they've made it pretty clear that, that, that it is her body. And now... All eyes are going on to Brian Laundry, his family, and the house in Northport, and where the hell is Brian? They searched uh, a preserve down south in Sarasota County uh, all weekend. That has since been suspended. The news today, FBI agents have swarmed the Laundry home in Florida this morning, declaring it a crime scene and hauling out his parents one day after a body believed to be his missing girlfriend, Gabby Petito, was found in Wyoming. About a dozen agents wearing bulletproof vests descended just before 10 a.m. on the Laundry family home on Wabasso Avenue in Northport, shouting search warrant before entering through an unlocked door in the front. Uh, the images show us they are taking box after box after box of stuff out of the house. They also have taken uh, his car, the Mustang that was parked at the preserve uh, that was brought home on Thursday at, to the house has now been taken uh, has been taken by the FBI. Uh, reports not very well verified that he may have been spotted in Alabama. Um, one of the m most insane details of this entire thing, another somewhat van life YouTuber spotted their van on video, decided not to stop because they thought that the van looked abandoned, but were interested because it had Florida plates. That video led to the area where Gabby's body was, was eventually found. So, it's it's a lot to handle. I, I would imagine from a police perspective that you've got this many people intrigued. But at the same time, this whole viral sensation probably led them directly to her in a very, in a roundabout kind of way. So is that the Tampa family? Yes. The Bethunes? Yes. The Tampa family who in a weird twist of fate had a child, a young child killed in a car accident. That child's birthday would have been yesterday, the day they found Gabby. It is uh, it is tragic. What happens with Brian next? We will find out. And at 5 o'clock, we'll dig in during It's Okay, It's Not Okay on whether or not the police are at fault for kind of uh, letting this guy slip through their fingers. The other breaking piece or interesting piece of the puzzle right now, we've seen and we've talked at length about the uh, the dash cam footage. This was after uh, a some sort of domestic dispute was reported. And when we talked about it last, it, it seemed as if Gabby was the aggressor. That was the way the police approached it, reported it. They talk about the scratches on uh, on Brian's face. Brian manages to kind of be buddy-buddy to a certain extent with the police. Well, the 911 call has been released. So what the hell happened? Once you hear um, 
what is said in this. Either it was misreported or they just decided to take what these people saw and pay no, pay it no mind. Here's the 911 call. Domestic dispute of Florida with a white van. Florida license plate, white land, gentleman, Where's about that? five, six beard. They just drove off. They're going down Main Street. They made a, uh, a right onto Main Street from Moonflower. Or what were they doing? But, um, what'd you say? What were they doing? Uh, we drove by and the gentleman was slapping the girl. He was slapping her? Yes, and then we stopped. They ran up and down the sidewalk. He proceeded to hit her, hopped in the car, and they drove off. How, do, how does the message get so jumbled up from that call to what we see in the video? Do you think that he he manipulates her and begs her to change the story along with him? And and, and how does, from what I recall, and I've just heard this audio for the first time in the last hour, that's never even brought up in the exchange that the police have with them. Maybe the only physical evidence was the scratch marks on his face. Yeah. So, you know, when you've got only one, one piece of physical evidence and the scratches on his face... It is so sad and devastating to think that that was what was really happening in that video is the actual opposite of as it seems. And she's in that moment just been hit or whatever was happening. And there are the cops clearly thinking she was the aggressor and kind of chumming it up with the guy who within days would, would possibly maybe end up killing her. Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, so in the video, he kind of makes it seem like he didn't slap her. He was shoving her yeah. away because she was attacking him. And like like Drew just said, it comes down to that physical evidence. You know, they went yeah. on what they saw in that moment. and Yeah, I mean, I, definitely the biggest villain right now, just from the Internet's perspective, are the police. And, and how this guy, when everybody knew who he was, and even the Northport police came out, you know, last week and said, don't worry, we know where he is. Uh, they didn't know where he was, no. and now nobody knows where he is. Can I give you my half-baked theory? Yeah. The parents knew that he was going to take off somewhere, yeah. and they intentionally misled the police into thinking that he was in that preserve. They know that someone met him there and absconded with him, and he's on the lam. Oh, yeah. I think... Uh, if you want to take that general theory to a whole other level, really the getting them off the scent, I would love to know who saw him with their own two eyes in Northport. Right. Because supposedly when the police came to talk to him initially in Northport, his parents said no. So if the only people who have ever seen him in Northport are his parents, I venture to think, has he ever been in Northport? Did he really even drive the van back? Mm. And what evidence do they have that he did? Because who's to say, if, if if they're that deep into it to help him cover it up, right. what's one more step where they get somebody else to drive the van back and he's been on his journey the entire time? You never underestimate the lengths a parent will go to to protect their kid, even when they know that their kid is wrong. Yeah. Yeah. And and, and we're seeing that. It's, it's absolutely insane. 2-0. <sighs> For the Tampa Bay Buccaneers with a franchise best 10 game winning streak, an even more impressive run of nine straight 30 plus point performances 
in a victory. The defending Super Bowl champion Tampa Bay Buccaneers are saying they haven't played anywhere near as good as their potential even after the 48-25 beatdown of the Falcons. On paper, it looks really good, uh, but it was scary for a second. Uh, Tom Brady threw for 276 yards and five touchdowns, and Mike Edwards returned two of Tampa Bay's three interceptions for TDs as the Bucs scored 30-plus points in a victory for an NFL record ninth straight time. Uh, I have audio of uh, Tom Brady saying the words that I think everybody knows. Uh, this team is good, but they could be a lot better. Yeah, I think there's what I think, and I'm sure the other guys feel the same way, is I think we can do better. I really do, and I, I think we have the opportunity, the, the way that the games are flowing and the opportunities we're getting with the ball, we have even more opportunities. So, we're a little loose with the ball. Um, you know, some penalties at different times. Man, when he when he fumbled yesterday, I thought he was hurt. I mean, it was you don't see very often Tom Brady get crunched up on like no. that. I mean, uh, full arms wrapped around his body to the ground. Uh, I was scared, you know. I, I mean, I know Tom does his uh, does his workouts and yeah. his uh, his plyometrics, or but but that was a. Uh, that's a scary hit for anybody, let alone uh, for a for yeah. an elderly gentleman. Well, he's not elderly. He's 45. Right, right, right. He's not elderly, no. He's got a couple more years. Uh, a couple more years. So have you heard the reports, and it seems, it seems like they're not coming to fruition, but that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers have been in contact with Richard Sherman about, uh, about coming to town? Yeah. I, I do, you know, he seemed to kind of evade major follow-up from what happened when he was uh, drunkenly, insanely knocking on his, was it his, his father-in-law's door? Uh, the the father of his girlfriend. I yeah, think. yeah. Shortly after losing cornerback Sean Murphy Bunton to a dislocated elbow in the season openers, uh, the Bucks did reach out to five-time Pro Bowler Richard Sherman. The former Seahawk and 49er was arrested in July after he tried to force his way into a family member's home after crashing his SUV. Was that me? Wanna unlock Nope. nope. Uh, so I, I don't know. I mean, it, it, it doesn't say that it's a it's a dead end completely. I think they're kind of still trying to feel out when Sean Murphy Bunting is going to return. But anytime, it's almost like the AB thing. It's just it, it's almost when you start talking about adding that one extra piece when it's a big personality and it's a big time player. You just wonder, are you going that one step too far is right. this that one guy who's going to make this dream team a little too dreamy and and make it all fall apart? So obviously, as a Bucks fan, I want to see the best players to give us the best chance to win. Uh, I don't know the, the the depths of his current uh, situation and, and whether it's worth bringing him on board for, but it's a little interesting. It is intriguing, uh, like you said, adding the piece that could disrupt the team's chemistry in the locker room is a bad move. I don't know that Richard Sherman is that guy. He's never been that guy yeah, through his career. And he hasn't. And he hasn't. And, and, and anybody can have a bad night. You know, anybody can be a little too messed. Uh, let, let's face the fact. I'm one bad set of circumstances away on Saturday night from being Richard Sherman. Let's 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 call a spade a spade. I don't think you'd ever knock on somebody's door and threaten to beat somebody's ass. But, but. <laughs> you never know. Okay, you're right. I mean, I, I, I was yeah. capable of it yeah. on, on Saturday night. Definitely. Like right. I said, if one little thing goes awry. You're not wrong. I'm knocking. Yep. So, I really wanted to clear this next story with you because oh. I edited the audio, okay. but I, but I but I still need to tiptoe around the details of what was was said. So last week, 
I touched on that story where the mayor of, of the of the town in Ohio was threatening the entire school district with child pornography charges. Oh yeah, because of the the stuff that was being. Um, or maybe the, the topics that were being discussed and the assignments that were being given out. I think and, the audio is fine. Yeah, okay. Well, I, I, clean, I did even clean it up. Oh, okay. I cleaned it up because oh. it says it says the A word like Repeatedly. 15 times. Yeah. So I cleaned that up. Okay, good. But the not-so-traditional form of sex became the surprise agenda at a school board meeting in Texas after a mother chastised educators for stocking a sexually explicit book in school libraries. Uh, Wednesday's Dreary Lake Travis Independent School District board meeting about its finances and coronavirus response took a shocking turn when a parent had a major issue with the adult novel uh, Out of Darkness uh, being available for students in the school. Mm. I don't know what it is about the way she says some of these words that just crack me up. Uh-huh. She drops a solid T-bomb right in the midst. Yeah. So if you have trouble understanding what it is, just know that's what it is. We're out back, we boys figured, then hand on the T's, put it in her coin box, put it in her cornhole, grab a hold of that braid, rub that calico. Is she reading from can the we, book? Can we just talk about her delivery being almost... Like cheerleader. I don't know what it is. It's something about the way that she's delivering yeah. the message of the book that's it's kind of hot. We're out back, we boys figured. Then hand on the teeth, put it in her coin box, put it in her cornhole, grab a hold of that braid, rub that calico. You can find that on page 39 she's reading. of the book called Out of Darkness, which you can find at Hudson Bend Middle School and Bee Cave Middle School. Hmm. All right. Not going to lie, I had to Google cornhole because I have the game in the back of my yard. But according to Wikipedia, cornhole is a sexualist slang vulgarism for anus. The term came into the use in the 1910s of the United States as verb form to cornhole, which came into usage in the 1930s, means to have a sex. I do not want my children to learn about sex in middle school. I have never had sex. I don't want to have a I don't want my kids having sex. I want you to start focusing on education. Do you think she had all of that planned? Yeah. Clearly she knew. Well, I know not. No, I know she had it planned. But do you think that it was in her on her notes to scream? I've never had blank sex. Oh, yeah. My kids have never had blank sex. That might have been an ad lib. Well, yeah, it just it just seemed like she had an idea of where she was going. And as she got a little riled up, she just started screaming about all the different people that that have or haven't had yeah, the, the intensity really starts to dial up. You can tell she's like leaning closer and closer into the microphone as she gets louder. Yeah. I think that's clearly a woman who has been, you know, craving some backdoor attention her whole life. Yeah, the more you deny it, the more you're you're letting the world well, it's, it's know you're turned ready for into it. yeah, it's turned into a rage. Yeah. Uh the situation going on at the border is becoming undeniably bizarre, and we're about to enter in to what is being called the largest scale expulsion of migrants in decades. The U.S. will begin flying Haitians camped in a Texas border town back to their homeland and blocking others from crossing the border from Mexico in a massive show of force. If you haven't seen the images of what's going on, they've got these guys on horseback who are for lack of a better term, manhandling and using these baton whip-like things to hit people in the water. Uh, More than 320 migrants arrived in Port-au-Prince on three flights Sunday, and Haiti said six flights were expected Tuesday. In all, U.S. authorities moved to expel more than 12 
1,000 migrants camped around a bridge in Del Rio, Texas, after crossing um, from Ciudad Acuna, Mexico. Mm. Uh, the U.S. plans to begin seven expulsion fl- flights daily on Wednesday, uh, four to Port Au Prince and three to Cap Haitian, Cap Haitian, according to a U.S. official who was not authorized to discuss the matter publicly. Flights will continue to depart from San Antonio, but authorities may add El Paso, the official said. Uh, the only obvious parallel for such an expulsion without an opportunity to seek asylum was in 1992 when the Coast Guard intercepted Haitian refugees at sea. Uh, but since then, you haven't seen anything quite like it. How does it get this bad? Like, how do they all? Like, how do you not grasp the severity of the problem before it's this big of a problem? Like they had to get here along a path. Right. So are we not monitoring those paths? Do we not know that these thousands and thousands and thousands of people are coming to the point where we just have to wait till they get right here so we can round them up and send them back? I don't know, but man, can't there be a, a way to round them up and detain them without the visuals of a dude like whipping them? Yeah, I don't that's, know. That's that's just uh, inhumane in my yeah, opinion. Yeah, yeah, you'd think. You'd think, you know, but hey. Oof. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Hmm. Interesting that I would want them to be treated like human beings. No, it's interesting. <laughs> it's interesting that it's come to this. That it's, it's come to when we just got out of what I thought was the phase of people being treated the worst they could possibly be, be treated. Yeah. Families separated, kids Ugh. in cages, and now we're into the era of uh, whipping them by men on horseback and flying them back to where they came from. And how, like you said, how do you let them all get to that spot where there are 12,000 of them without someone along the way being a spotter and going, Hey, we got a yeah. thousand Haitians coming. Well, and does it? And, and, and I agree with you that maybe there's a way visually for it not to be so bad. But I think that goes hand in hand with it not getting to that point. Right. When you now have a group of twelve thousand people, you've got to handle rather than trying to take it piece by piece as they come. I don't know oh. what your options are. I don't. You know. At, and, and they're in the water. That these horse. These guys yeah. are on horseback in the water. Oh man, it's very very. Uh, the, the the visuals are are, are absolutely insane and. Let me ask you a question. Go ahead. Because it, it, could, it could be a very, very easy question. Mm. Um, how do they come from Haiti through Mexico? I don't know. I thought the same thing when I saw the... Because Haiti's an island nation. Yeah. I don't know. I would assume a raft. Yeah. But I don't want to yeah. racially stereotype. I was going to say George Soros, but same difference. Um, so I teased this story to you personally, and the yeah. more I thought about it, I think it could be on the cusp of being a mainstream news story. So... Dark Side of the Ring. It is a show on Vice that features different insane stories about professional wrestling. Yeah. Well, they had a, a an episode last week that is having real-world implications. Uh, it's all about this, what is known as the plane ride from hell, where a bunch of wrestlers lost their mind. They supposedly were, were flying from overseas, sat on the tarmac for seven hours, getting drunk, and... I'll just come out and say it. It's being alleged and accused that Ric Flair uh, did some really, really bad stuff to one of the flight attendants, and so did some other people as well. Really bad sexual stuff okay. to flight attendants. So uh, Tommy Dreamer, who's not that biggest, biggest name, but you'll hear his voice in this audio clip, he's been indefinitely suspended. Ric Flair canceled from his most recent Comic-Con appearance and lost his endorsement with uh, Car Shield. Oh, so, no. So... But the bigger piece of news is a lot of 
a lot of folks out there saying this will become an awakening and a reckoning for pro wrestling because they've been mistreating women and drugging and doing God knows what to women for decades. So I've got the audio here. It's a little lengthy, but um, here's the story of what Ric Flair did uh, to to a flight attendant oh. uh, on, on uh, the flight from hell. All right. Hours into the flight, the midair chaos shows no signs of slowing down. Woo! There's another situation that occurred with... This is the flight attendant you're hearing, by the way. Why is she talking funny? Um, Ric Flair, for me, that was very uncomfortable. Sometimes, as a joke, Ric Flair would put on his robe, not wear anything else, and walk that aisle like Ric Flair and then open it up and... That's the big high spot. I want to see Rick coming out naked in his robe. So he did it on the airplane for everybody. And uh, that's what the guys want to see. That's what makes them laugh. He could move his hips and twirl it. And so his well-endowed penis spins around like a helicopter. So that's, hey, he's the nature boy for a reason. He's got a hammer on him. He's the life of the party. And if you know him, you know where it is to exit the party and go to your own safe place or you don't know the rules and you find yourself in deep water but it may have happened and I was in the galley the galley is where our little kitchen area on an airplane Rick Flair was naked in a cape only and then he decided to come back to the galley to get a coke and then he wouldn't leave the galley he had me up back against the back door, um, and I couldn't, I couldn't move. I couldn't get away from him. I couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't move. He was spitting around his penis, and he wanted me to. Uh, the last part is there. He he wanted me to touch it. And supposedly this uh, this went on for a very extended period of time, where this woman could not leave an area with Ric Flair's uh, exposed penis. Spinning around is a. I don't think Flit, I don't think I don't think this is good for the Nature Boy. No, I mean he's 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 at the end of his road. But I have a feeling that a lot of the female wrestlers from from back in the uh, the nineties are now coming out saying things like this were were commonplace. They also talk about a um, uh, a drug that was used a lot on on ladies, and, and a lot of wrestlers' names are getting brought up in that. So I, I personally believe uh, this is a. a, a a part of a much bigger movement that's about to start where a lot of these older legends are going to be taken to task for some from questionable things that they did I mean, in it, the past. If they violated women, then they deserve oh, And I agree. Yeah. I agree with that 100%. It's more so just interesting to me that, that, that these people in these stories evaded you know, the Me Too movement and right. everything that comes along with it. One other funny but not funny detail about this, the WWE has a cartoon, a cartoon show where they told this story in a funny cartoon atmosphere with Ric Flair narrating it, where he talks about going back and spinning it around for the flight attendants. Oh, yeah, that's not so, going to age well. No, it's, it's, uh, it's, really, it's really not. Woo. Hmm. Hmm. It's not. 
It's sad. Uh, the dirtiest part in your bathroom, and I'll leave you on this. Uh, I always think of things like this. Uh, remember John Tesh would always share fun little facts on the radio? Sure. I think of this like a, a John Tesh moment. Oh. Uh, it's not your toilet. It's not your sink. And it's not your toothbrush. The most grotesque part of your bathroom is your towel rack. There is mold growing there. Nobody cleans them. And the fecal plume is just leading oh. to doom all over your towel rack. So clean it, disinfect it, and it's still probably not going to be enough. Thanks, John. Yeah, you're welcome. Uh, also, Justin Trudeau, um, the Prime Minister of uh, Canada, uh, his second uh, blackface photo has surfaced. So More of a brown face Arabian Nights party? Oh, that is that is black. Look at that. That's black. Yeah, yeah. Should have gone brown. Yeah, yeah. You know, blackface me once, shame on you. Blackface me twice, you know, shame on me. Well, once you go blackface, you never go backface. Yeah. Let me add on something lighter than that. I don't want to add on a racial note. Thank you. Uh, in what is considered to be one of the first times ever this was this has been seen in the wild, a mountain goat uh, killed a grizzly bear. Thank you. Yeah, with its horns, gored it to death. That's much lighter. Yes, thank you. I'm all burnt up. 727-579-1025. We're going to come back with cool or not cool. Masks in restaurants, it's, it, it's a very dicey area, but... What this restaurateur opted to do with a family inside its restaurant, I don't think it was too cool, but you can decide for yourself next on Drew Garabo Live. Medi Weight Loss, the medically supervised program that keeps you accountable and it keeps you losing weight. When you lose that first, you know, six to 10 pounds, which the average patient does lose in the first week. That's motivating, very, very motivating, because you realize when you stick to the plan, you're going to lose the weight. And they want to give Bone listeners a free assessment. Go to startmedi.com slash 1025. It's startmedi.com slash 1025. Or you can call 877-MED-LOSS. They've got locations in South Tampa, Clearwater, and Loot. So hopefully one near you. And when you give them a call, let them know. You heard John Senning talking about it on Drew Garabo Live. It's Drew Garabo live on 102.5 The Bone. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.